Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority, discussing topics in Android every week. I am, of course, your host, Joshua Vergara from Android Authority. What's going on, everybody? And I'm joined this week by the same co-hosts from last week. We're going to go ahead and hear from them real quick. Let's say hi to Andrew Grush. Hey, everyone. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> our lead editor over there uh, and a writer uh, from our team, Jonathan Feist. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> uh, very uh, uh, aptly named Feisty over there that we're going to hear from him. And then, of course, our app guy and YouTube extraordinaire, Joseph Hindi. Hello, Internet. <laughs> As always, the Friday debate is your source for a topic every single week that we're pretty much going to talk its ears off every Friday. And this week we have a pretty good one, but I do want to get some housekeeping done real quick. We are now available on pretty much all of the networks for podcasts we already made onto iTunes. So any app that you might use on Android that scrapes iTunes will be able to pick up the podcast. I personally was really excited when we found out we were on Pocket Cast, so that was really cool. Uh, and then after that, we also got our approval to get onto Stitcher. So if you are a Stitcher fan, uh, go ahead and head on over to Stitcher and you will find our podcast listed there as well. So that's I'm really stoked about that. Uh, the only one that we're working on now is still SoundCloud, but we'll give you updates on that once we have that available. Uh, and for our YouTube viewers, please remember that this is a podcast and we put it on YouTube. For those of you who watch on YouTube who may not really listen to podcasts, but we do recommend that you do because it's the best way to listen to the Friday Debate Podcast. And you can find all of those links not only in the description below the YouTube video, but you can also find it at the Friday Debate Podcast post made every week for this at androidauthority.com. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our topic for this week. I think it's a great one. Andrew wrote a rather long one, so I'm going to go and read through it. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? Let's have Andrew read, read that off. I put it in the chat there. So why don't you go ahead and uh, get us started on our topic here. All right, so there's been a lot of rumors uh, relating to upcoming devices this week, uh, and that's been doubly so for the HTC uh, One M9. One of the biggest things about the M9 is the design, uh, in that it appears to be almost identical to the M8. This leads us to ask, is it okay to reuse designs, uh, or, or does a recycled design uh, make the new handset less appealing? If you do feel that each new model uh, should have its own distinct language, how do you feel HTC could have improved on the M8, uh, M9's design, I'm sorry, if the rumored images we've seen are correct? Yeah, it's true that we've had a lot of rumors this past week, not only on the HTC One M9, but also on the other flagships. After all, we have a lot of great shows coming up, the one in particular being, of course, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona coming in March. So we're going to see a lot from there. And there's a lot of rumors that we're going to see these devices there. I love the idea that we're going to talk about uh, phone designs in general. But since we're focusing on the M9, I have one quick question for everyone to, to answer. How did you feel about the design of the One M8? Since we're talking about how it may evolve or not evolve, therefore, uh, let's start off with uh, Joe Hindi over there. Um, I, I, the M7 and the M8 were both really well-designed devices. Like you know, um, I believe they won like design awards. And whenever people like talk about you know good build quality, they talk about HTC phones. Um, that doesn't say anything about their repairability, but you know, <laughs> if you never go to iFixit, that doesn't matter. Um, but you know, if it's similar or almost sim you know the same to the m8 uh, it's not something i would mind because i mean the m8 was a good looking phone yeah i could probably use a, a little less bezels uh because that bottom bezel was pretty terrible also but you're in that camp you really don't like that htc bar i think it's time for the htc bar to go it's not that i don't like it it's that you know we're in different places in the relationship and i think it's time that we went our separate <laughs> ways everyone who is a major carrier at this i mean a uh, major oem at this point is 
is ditching, you know, having a logo on the front. Uh, HTC needs to get with the times. I don't know. I I was never really that 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 big. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. You know that one bar that's right there. I mean, when I went to the events and asked them why that bar is still there on behalf of our fans, of course, they did always tell me that you know there's a lot of technology underneath the surface, so we need to have a little bit of room there to fit everything. Blah blah blah. But you know, like having just the one the HTC is a very uh, Spartan logo. It's not all that flashy. So just having those three letters there, it didn't really bother me too much. Uh, Feisty, how do you feel about the design of the M8? You know, I was ple pleasantly surprised with the, the M8, the M7 as well. Uh, you know, I looked at the device initially and I thought, you know, that's not going to feel great in my hand. But when I picked those guys up, they fit nice. They feel real good. That You know, their ergonomics are great. That back curve around the edges is, is very nice. Uh, I like that you guys are talking about bezels. Uh, I find that the minimal side bezel, I, I mean, it looks great, but I'm, you know, the palm of my hand is pushing the screen an awful lot. Hmm. You know, when I'm reaching over, trying to get my thumb to the far side of the screen, I, I, I find that palm touches are happening quite a bit. So uh, I'll agree that the uh, the large HTC black bar is, is, you know, maybe not exactly attractive, but I think I, I still want some big bezels. <laughs> All right. How about uh, you over there, Grushy? Uh, you know, I uh, thought the M7 was a great design, and uh, the M8 just basically took the same thing and refined it, and I think that was great. Uh, I was glad to see the capacitive keys go. Uh, not so thrilled on the, you know, duo camera, but I just thought it was kind of a gimmick and not really necessary. But then again, so, so was Ultra Pixel. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that uh, they've been on a roll, and I, you know, it gets to a point where what can they do to improve? And I think that's kind of where they're at. You know, they're running out of things that they can change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the as far as we're talking about features, right, maybe it doesn't quite have much to do with the design or the aesthetic, but what were you guys' thoughts on the Duo camera? After all, um, it may be a feature, it may be a piece of hardware that's on the phone. We're not necessarily talking about the design, but uh, we kind of are too, because the Duo camera meant that there was an extra eye on the back of its head. So what did you guys all think about the Duo camera? And is it something you want to return to the M9 and possibly... I felt like, okay, for me, I felt like that was the only weird part of the design. I actually thought that everything looked really great. It wasn't quite as rigid in its design as the M7. The M7 seemed a little sharp in some edges, and that was not the case in the m 8 But I just couldn't get over the fact that there was this little hole on the top of my phone's head. <laughs> uh, what were you guys thinking in terms of at least the Duo camera? Um... I it, it had a purpose, didn't it? It was supposed to help with like focus and like lens blur kind of stuff, right? It got, yeah, it got like the focus depth information so that you can use that was it was like the first phone to try and tackle the whole unfocus slash defocus feature. Okay, um, since it had a point, I'm okay with it. Um, it, it's one of those things where like I'm I don't take a lot of pictures on my cell phone, so something a feature like that is next to useless for somebody like me. Um, HTC's camera history in general has always been a little, you know, the megapixel thing has had mixed reviews since its inception. So, um, you know, the, the idea that they're work, you know, doing these weird little features before perfecting the camera is a little ridiculous. Um, but isn't the the M9 is supposed to have something like a 20 megapixel camera, isn't it? Yeah, like that's at least the rumor. And if the renders are correct, we're not seeing a duo camera up at the top. We're just seeing a much larger piece of optics on the back, which... You know, I, I think I think might be a, a nice move considering that I don't know about you guys. You can definitely talk on, on this, but I don't think the dual camera ever proved itself, honestly. <laughs> no, and the thing is, is that like the dual camera, the dual camera, whatever. 
would have been better if the camera itself were were worth taking those kind of pictures with because you know no one no one's buying the the HTC One M7 or the M8 for its you know for the camera quality they're buying Sony and iPhone and stuff like that so you know like if you're already not buying a phone for the camera then the extra camera features just seem kind of useless to me that's yeah. just me though okay how did a uh, duo fare for you guys over there feisting rush actually you know when the m8 first came out i, I was interested I, I looked at that phone i thought maybe i'd buy one but i do take an awful lot of pictures with my camera or with my phone sorry uh, you know certainly not uh, professional grade photos but, but you know just snapping you know the sunset that sort of stuff and i bought into the the four megapixel of the the HTC Ultra Pixel, it just, it, it was too small for my liking. Uh, not that I worry so much about the, the pixel count, uh, but just that from what I was seeing, uh, the performance of the camera and the end result of the photos, it it was less than my five-year-old little LG phone. So I, I stuck with the little LG and I went with a different device. Uh, and I will almost say that uh, the only reason I did not get the M8 was because of the camera. Mm. Gushy? Well, as I kind of alluded to, I, I wasn't a fan of the Duo. I wasn't a fan of the Ultra Pixels. I really haven't been a fan of HTC's cameras in recent times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I thought the picture quality was okay, but I don't think it really, like you said, it didn't prove itself. It didn't really add what it was supposed to, in my opinion. And aesthetically, I thought it looked really stupid, you know, <laughs> putting it bluntly. I just, I thought it looked stupid. It just, you know... Um, I, you know, I, I liked the HTC, uh, the HTC One uh, M7's design a little better, actually. Uh, mm. I agree with you on, you know, some of the changes as far as originness and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I actually, that's why I'm excited by the, you know, the even though people are going to complain that it's not different enough, I'm glad that they've ditched the duo with the M9 and they're going back to, you know, just a single camera on the back. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, it might be a nice little throwback. And if the camera optics are you know, the 20 megapixels or something like that, 20, you know, I yep, 20.7, 20.7. Yeah. I just, I just messed with a 20.7 megapixel camera on a different phone. It was a Meizu, um, MX4 pro. And it, it, it certainly did a pretty good job. We'll see what HTC is able to do with all the experience they got from their ultra pixel days and see what that they will be able to do with uh 20.7 megapixels well, perhaps. And it, it is worth noting that, uh, the ultra pixel may not be gone from the M nine, uh, just gone on the back. Uh, the rumors claim that it, we could be seeing the Ultra Pixel on the front, you know, like, like with the uh, Desire H eight eight twenty six. Yeah. So there's think... also another rumor that says it's going to be a thirteen megapixel. So it's hard to say which one's right, but oh yeah, obviously or it we're could be, depending on the market. You know, they could even go that route. It's hard to yeah. say. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 obviously, we're doing a lot of speculation here. Um, oh yeah, and... well, and I don't think HTC. You know, H even though it didn't do well, obviously it didn't do well in the uh, the. Ultra Pixel didn't do well with the M7 as far as reception, and yet they kept with it, the M8, because they invested into it. And so I think if they can find a way to keep it around in some form, I think they will. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, go ahead and talk about the design of the M9 then. Um, these renders are pretty much telling us that the design of the M8, for better or worse, is pretty much going to be recycled. And it's it'll have those black lines on the top and bottom of the back, the hairline brushed aluminum on the back, the nice rounded corners that the M8 was pretty much getting a lot of awards for, at least in terms of its design. Um, but does it look too much like the M8? Um, you know, something I, I'm going to be, uh, 
of the, the guy who sides with the OEMs on this one. I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. But, I mean, these guys have approximately 365, to day, 365 days to design and create the, the next great smartphone. And um, I think that, you know, with such a, you know, it's such a limited time and they already have a design that works really well. I mean, everyone loved the design of the M8, you know, sans the double camera uh, stupidness. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, the, you know, the M7 and the M8 were extraordinarily designed de devices and people loved that. You know, other OEMs, why can't you be more like HTC and do this awesome design thing that you do? Um, so... And it's not like Samsung where everyone wants them to change and has wanted them to change since the Galaxy S3. Like, no more plastic, Samsung, boo. You know, no one's doing anything like that with HTC. So I think that the idea that, you know, that they're going to go with a similar design for, you know, for this year, they did last year and the year before that. You know, I mean, it's a winning formula. You know, why would you, you know, why fix it if it's not broken, right? Okay, fair enough. Um, so you think that uh, so would this be the the time for a recycling of this design? What if, like, say the who knows what they're gonna call it, the M10 uh, coming after this? What if that phone looked exactly the same as the M8 and what looks like could be the M9? Would is there a time when when design becomes tiresome? Um, definitely. Uh, look at the uh, Galaxy S series. I mean, are are they posting like lower profits than they have been the last few years? Because I mean, you look at the Galaxy S3, 4, 5, and probably the 6, and, you know, it's the same kind of stuff just year after year, just a little bit different. No, the but Galaxy S6 is going to be amazing. It's going to be different. <laughs> Shut up, they say. They're going to try and market it like it will be, right? <laughs> yeah, Samsung's banging me under the table right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grushy, how about you, man? Like, uh, well, how do you feel about the M9 essentially having a very similar look to the M8? Like, do you think that this recycling is something that HTC should be doing? Okay, so like uh, uh, like Joe was saying, on one hand, I agree. If it's not broken, why fix it? But on the other hand, if I was upgrading from an M7 or an, even an M8, I'd feel like there's not much to show off. You know, uh, many of the uh, special software features that will come to the M9 will probably make their way to the M7 and M8 eventually anyway. And so that pretty much leaves improved specs and performance. Well, that's kind of hard to, like, boast to your friends and things about you know it's something you can't really show them and yeah obviously i hope that we're not buying our phones just to impress people but you know still it's it's one of those things that you know oh wow this looks exactly like i had before How, what's the point i mean yeah and even the performance you know that's a whole other subject but uh we're not seeing you know i you can use a nexus 4 even today and you'd be able to pretty much play almost anything any game you know at least semi-okay, and pretty much any app you find on Google Play. And that's a few years old now. And uh, so I guess I see if there's no design change, it kind of, you know, what are they selling you on? Why should you upgrade? Yeah, that's the hope that the, the features underneath are going to be as compelling as they should be. Um, as far as impressing other people, I mean, I, I feel like the I feel like HTC kind of has that feather in their cap, though. I've, I've been hearing from a lot of people, or I did hear from a lot of people, at least in the last two trade shows, that... You know, all these phones are coming out and they, they they don't necessarily all look the same, but it's really the certain phones like the M7 or the M8 that have a very different way of looking at design that people are actually like, whoa, what phone is that? Um, so, I mean, I guess in that sense, the, the M8 to the M9 design might make a little bit of sense, but I think I agree with you, Grush. Like, it's, it's not really truly changing the experience if it just feels and looks the same. You're going to look at your phone after you upgrade it and you're like... I kind of feel like I got the same thing, just somewhat better. 
Um, well, and that's exactly like like Joe was saying. That's exactly what people were complaining about with the Galaxy line. You know, <laughs> people didn't complain that much initially with like, you know, but by the time we got to Galaxy S5, it's like, okay, guys, seriously, we need something different. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, like, I think this know, is the last year where HTC is going to be able to go with this kind of design and not get total outrage like Samsung did. I think they're going to get flack. I think they're going to get flack already, but. I agree with you. I don't think. I think if they do this again, that's when we're really going to start having people complain. Yeah, and hopefully they have the forward thinking for that. Uh, Feisty um, thoughts on the look of the M9 being too much like the M8, perhaps? Well, you know, you guys have covered these phones specifically, and, and you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. All that kind of stuff. But you know, I think this speaks to a larger shift in the mobile industry. Uh, look at the world of laptops, for example. I mean, I've got two HP laptops sitting here right in front of me. They look relatively close to the same, but you know what? One of them is eight years old. It's running beat up old Linux, and the other one is a brand new Chromebook. They look the same on the outside, but the differences when you fire them up are drastic. Mm. And, and I think, you know, we've come to expect that. A laptop is a Again, there's going to be nuances in the in the design changes, but uh, for the most part, it's you know it's a big rectangle with rounded corners. You flip it up. There's a keyboard. You know, you get essentially the same overall design, but we've come to look past that and look at the functionality and you know just the features of the device, and that's where I'm at with the mobile industry with the cell phones. Uh, I don't um, need a new design. I don't need new Kevlar back cover, for example. I just need oh, a, a solid you hurt device. Me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, I have to you know interject a little bit. Uh, I disagree in a way because, yeah, all laptops do pretty much look the same from model to model. But unless you're like a hipster in a coffee shop, you know, trying to write your next novel, uh, you're probably not showing off your laptop that much. Hey, uh, don't make your fun phone, of me. You're walking around with, you have it flipped out. You're walking past people. Hey, what's that? You know, I think it matters more on the mobile side. I take offense to that hipster quote. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that is part of it. I mean, it's, it's a matter of looking at what the ecosystem really wants out of you, you know, and, um, maybe we are moving into this world where smartphones are starting to become maybe a little bit like laptops and, you know, but the, the thing is the, the, the features underneath have to be that compelling in order for, for you to go from one to the other. Um, Feisty, did you have more to say on the subject? No, that's okay. We'll, we'll leave it sit. <laughs> Hipsters and writing novels. That's enough. Um, <laughs> no, if you have more, yeah, go man. for it, man. I, I was yeah, just saying that that's just my, you know, take that I, I feel like, you know, there's more, there's more need for design on the mobile than there is on the laptop. But if you disagree, yeah, sh go for it. Um, uh, well, you know, th this boils down to a personal preference. I, I don't really mind what people think of, of the phones that I have on hand. Uh, you know, I've got some tiny phones. I whip them out in public. People look at me funny because they're 4.3 inches. And, and obviously I'm okay. With obviously that. you're that compensating for something. Purpose and <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Quite the opposite well, you know, with a four-inch uh, phone. You know, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, I'm not too concerned what people think of me and my devices. Uh, but I, I definitely, I see what you're saying, you know, in the world of impressing others, uh, you know, having the big, new, glossy phones is, you know, that, that's important. But, uh, you know, for me, as long as the features are there and as long as the device performs as needed, I'm okay with the looks. 
Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I fall under um, Feist uh, in this particular sense. Um, but then again, you know, I, I do have to put it out there. I'm sure we've been called out on it before. But as a phone reviewer, we work with so many different phones that we don't really have the luxury. Or not the luxury, but we don't have to pick a phone solely based on that personal preference. Because, well, I have literally this roller that I could just roll out. And there's all the phones that I review. <laughs> so I don't really need to choose. But if I had to put like my finger on how I feel about the M9, I do think that if it takes on the design of the M8, I think that's a really good thing. Um, yes, after this, if it happens again, that's when we have to speak up. But even then, it's it is a nice design, and as long as everything underneath, especially the camera, especially the freaking camera, is a lot better now, then um, I'm sure I can forgive what might feel like a very similar phone. You know, uh, uh, um, something I didn't really think about until like just now, but you know, is, could it be possible that these you know companies are just trying to figure out like a like their own little footprint? Because I mean, we're talking about a candy bar here. You know, exactly how many different ways can you make a phone that shape actually look? Without 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 yeah. starting to get you know totally ridiculous with it, so you know like if HTC goes with like the brushed aluminum and Samsung wants to go with the button on the front and then you know LG wants to go with the buttons on the back, you know all of a sudden it's not like repeating the design year after year. It's uh, creating a like a something that people can recognize as a brand. Like you pull a brushed aluminum phone out of your pocket, boom, you've got an HTC phone. You pull a phone out and it's got a button on the front or a button on the back, boom, Samsung, LG. So like, you know, there might actually not only be, you know, you know, it might get old for some people, but there's actually, there might actually be a benefit to repeating the design year after year because, I mean, you pull a Galaxy S3 out of your pocket, everybody knows that's a Samsung phone. And, you know, four, yeah. five, probably six, you know, going all the way back to two and even one. You know, you pull any of those phones out of your pocket, you're like, man, that looks like a Samsung phone or an iPhone if you want to be, uh, well, if you want to be a lawyer about it. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's if somebody a... pulls a taser out of their pocket, they're like, hey, that's Grushy's Project R exactly. phone. Exactly. Yep. Th that's the, the you Grushy know, it's, phone. it's, obviously it does work for some people, uh, to have the same design. Cause I mean, Lenovo and IBM have been doing that with the ThinkPad since the beginning of time, practically, you know? Yeah. They look, and yet they still sell. Yeah. They look exactly the same. Yeah, they being... did 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you buy a ThinkPad today, it pretty much looks like a ThinkPad from 1995. It still has that little nub in the middle. I love mm -hmm. that thing. Um, yeah, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, rec being recognizable is probably probably like at least 40% of success in a market. And uh, being able to, you know, just whip something out and everyone's like, whoa, I recognize what brand that is. I recognize exactly <laughs> what it should be able to do and stuff like that. I know it was uh, odd, odd wording. I was very odd wording. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> the thing I want is to whip it out and have everybody know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. This is, this is an HTC phone. <laughs> But like, so we, we brought up that, that point about recognizability, and I think that's a great way to sort of segue into what I think would be um, a, a good way of like exploring what these other companies are doing in that particular space. We brought up Samsung already, and we can always come back to that and feel free to bring it up. But this is the one that I really want to put out there, Sony. Why is it that we get on Samsung's case so hard about... Re recycling the glossy plastic, which may not be the case for the upcoming S6 and the Note 5. You never know. Uh, the Note 4 certainly didn't have glossy plastic on it. It was all, it had the metal frame and it had that new backing. The S5, on the other hand, a little bit questionable. We weren't sure what they were thinking of when we did that. But Sony, ever since the Xperia Z, the very first one, like one of the first phones I ever reviewed, at least, that is a phone that 
potentially looks the same every six months, even so. So what is it about Sony that almost makes us forgive them for that kind Nobody of thing? Nobody cares about Sony. That's the problem. They're not popular. Agreed. You know, you really? know, I mean, dude. All right. So you got to think about it. most of us are, you know, U.S. based bloggers and not just at Android Authority, the other places, too. Most of us live in the United States and Sony has literally no footprint here. Like you have to be on T-Mobile and you have to want to get the the S version, the Z1S of if you want to get a Sony product, I think the like the last really good, I want to say good, but the last like really big Sony phone was the uh, the one that moved out into a controller that was on Verizon with uh, the Xperia Play, right? Yeah. And then oh, there was yeah. like the the Z1S, and then like outside of that, I can't. I mean, there's there's been others. I'm I'm just I can't think of like any other except for those two that have been out in the United States. And, um, you know, I mean, from what I gather, they're not really... Well, the Z3. Was the Z3 in the United States? Both uh, T-Mobile and uh, Verizon. Oh. Well, I mean, it's on Verizon with the Z3. Yeah, it's the Verizon. Uh, it's a the, v, it's Z3 the v. v. Yeah, it's the V. Yeah, exactly. You get the yeah, Z3 but... V, the Z1S. And like, it's the same problem that Samsung had with the Galaxy S2 because you had the epic 4G touch and then the Galaxy S2 and then... Captivated. Yeah, the cap yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there were all these different names for essentially the same device, and it's just you know when you, it's just mismanagement. Sony is mismanaged, and they're not very popular in at least the United States. And from what I gather, at least from the the news I've been reading, they're not really that popular abroad either. Aren't they like minimizing their uh, mobile division and starting over or something like that? Well, I mean, from what I can tell in, because um, you don't have to go too far from America to find Sony sort of having a better foothold. I mean, but up in Canada, they're they're all over and billboards and, and everything. Like you don't get that much marketing here in, in even LA where I'm from. Um, but from what I can tell, Canada has a little bit better of a Sony presence, but Europe, those guys over there really love their Sony stuff. That's the reason why whenever a new Sony phone comes out, they're all like, come out to London. And then we're like, no, we can't afford that. <laughs> um but yeah okay I, I i can see that but at the same time it's like you know we still get these phones every 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 six months uh as reviewers at least and you know have you ever watched like let's say my first looks from mwc because you know essentially we're probably going to be looking at a z4 coming up in the next couple months at uh, mwc if you were to see that phone and there's already a render of it it's going to look well, according to the render, it's going to look basically like a Z3 again or a Z2 again. If you were to see that phone on a video that I create later in a, later in a month or so, would you have the same reaction looking at that that you do at the S5 or 4 from before the S3 and S2? Is that the reaction you would have with that? Because I don't feel like that's the case with Sony. No. Um, it would be like, oh, hey, look, there's a Sony phone right there. Well, the, the Z3 and the Z2 were almost literally the exact same phone. <laughs> I mean... There's only a few things from a spec sheet point of view that were different between them. And yet, if you remember, uh, it was getting a lot of praise on our site. The comments were just exploding about how awesome this phone is. And I, you know, I don't mind Sony, but I was like, okay, uh, you know, because it was at the same time we were getting a lot of negative from the Galaxy S5. It's like, well, at least Sony, I mean, at least uh, I'm not a huge Samsung fan, but I had to give it at least they did something different. It wasn't, yeah. you know... I didn't like what they did different, but it was at least something. But Sony pretty much gave us the same phone, and uh, it was awesome. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, Sony, from at least from our experience, Sony has had a, a very loyal fan base, you know, and um, that's not even just true for their mobile division. I mean, I'm, I'm a PlayStation user myself, and I, I swear by it, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I've gotten Me into too. fights with people already about how, like, you know, I prefer my PS4 over any Xbox, and people get real mad at me, and it becomes a flame war. Of Wait, well, what the hell did you just say? But, yeah. Sorry, I have an Xbox One. I'm totally offended. <laughs> I say, yeah, he's, he's, he's a one fan. Better watch I'm, I'm going to halo all up in this bitch. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, let's put it this way: Are you are you a big Call of Duty player? Is that the reason why you went for the oh, one, good. or what was the God, main? God, no, I what's your, hate Call yeah, of Duty. What, what's your main game then on Xbox um, One? Halo. Halo. Okay. See, that's the thing. Like, it's it has to do with what the ecosystem has, and I think that's I think that's what makes makes it so that you can kind of. I don't know, like maybe I'm drinking the Sony Kool-Aid a little bit that I, I don't really feel that vitriol over the fact that the Sony phones come out and they're usually the same. And even more to their credit or to their doom, it comes out every six months, every half month, we, every half year, we get another phone that you can tell it's a Sony phone, but at the same time, there's not really a whole lot that's changing. Um, how about uh, Feisty? We haven't heard from you in a little bit. Like, How do you feel about the recycling, at least in terms of Sony's way of doing it? You know, I, I, I don't want to say this, but I think we've given up on Sony. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh, man. I, I this is not what I expected devices. you guys to say. <laughs> <laughs> now, sorry, uh, let me clarify that. I've given up on them design-wise. Uh, when I look at the spec sheet of those of, of the Sony, the Xperia Z3 and, and whatnot, and uh, even the Z2, I really like that phone. Again, looking at the spec sheet, looking at the performance, looking at the, the end result of the photos that those things take, I really like the Sony devices. I, I do. I really do. I, I would have bought one. Uh, but design-wise, it's just... It's a hunk of plastic and metal and whatever it's made out of. And, it, you know, it gets the job done. It has the buttons. It has the screen. But it, it design just, so to speak, given up on it. You, you pretty much expect them to not change it at all. So you just kind of accept it? Exactly. Yes. Mm, same okay. goes for their laptops. The same goes for their stereo equipment. I, you know, <laughs> they're set in their ways. They've got their iconic designs, which exactly what we were talking about earlier. That HTC could be, you know, going along the lines of now from the M8 to the M9, and I'm comfortable with their design. It's it's nothing spectacular, but it's solid and it's functional, and that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um. Yeah, just putting this out there, if there was a Sony phone that looked like like that had that look and feel of like, you know, if I put it in my hand and I think to myself, this is like a PS4, I think I would love that personally. <laughs> Joe's over there scoffing. No, at me, I'm not. I, I actually I actually love all video game systems. I am like I am like Martin Luther King of video game consoles. Whatever you want to play, you're still a gamer in my book. I don't care what it is. Oh, man. People can play. I can't believe you just equated yourself to Martin. <laughs> oh, well, I'll drop that. <laughs> Call back to this past week. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so um, okay, so we kind of we kind of explored the Sony side of things. So let's go ahead and double back to Samsung. Then we have a company like Sony where they they recycle their design, but despite how negative I didn't realize you guys were going to take it, like, you know, either no one really cares about Sony as much, as Joe said, or Jonathan Feist said, um, we pretty much expect it, so we just sort of accept it. Um, Samsung, on the other hand, they try really hard every single year, at least ever since the S3. The S4 came out, and it was a perfecting of the S3 design, at least in my opinion. Then the S5 came out, and all of a sudden it looked like a Band-Aid. It had a 
a, uh, a fingerprint reader on the back, not a fingerprint reader, a heart rate monitor on the back rather. Um, and it just kind of, it took what design we were expecting from them and kind of made it like Frankenstein-ish, I feel like. Um, how, what is it about Samsung then that makes it so that they can put these tiny little things in their phones <laughs> and it's, it's obvious they're trying but they still get so much flack for Well, it. you kind of answered your own question, didn't you? It's because they try so hard. They're always in your face about their innovative, bold designs and their innovative features and their innovation and their innovative innovationness and and all of that <laughs> stuff. And then like they come out with it and it's the same phone with a slightly different back with a couple of extra knickknacks tacked on for good measure. You know, and I think, you know, that's something I was, I was going to say this. I'm glad you brought it up. But, you know, that's probably why we don't really care too much about Sony's design and the fact that they reuse it over and over again. Because they don't slap you in the face with their, you know, with their <laughs> phones going, look at our bold new design. And it's the same design every year. They don't do that. They're just like, hey, look, here's this new phone. Like it or hate it, here it is. Whereas Samsung, you know, they are just everywhere with it like bold new designs better than the iphone iphone killer hashtag awesome but if, but if we're going to have sony do what they do with their designs and now it looks like for the most part at least if the if the m9 renders are correct uh, we're going to get that sort of type of deal with htc where their designs are kind of recycled why is it that we don't give samsung the benefit of the doubt um because we've been burned before <laughs> <laughs> we've been hurt before samsung yeah exactly like check out our you know this is going to be the most exciting galaxy s yet and then you know that was the year of the horrible broadway show you know how oh, do you God. not hate you know not all right not hate on but how do you not like you know look at a company that does that and you're like no no as bad samsung put out your hand so i can smack it as bad go in the corner <laughs> you're in timeout samsung until next year until the galaxy s5 you're in timeout and then galaxy s5 bold new design and it's a band-aid I mean, it, I do. Ha I do have to give you some credit for bringing up the Broadway show. That was pretty terrible. I'm not gonna lie. Um, how about uh, Gresham Feist? Uh, the S6, S5. You know, putting putting some new features on there that you know other people aren't. You know, they're trying to be different, but is it enough? I think we got a big dog, little dog situation here, or big dog, underdog situation. Let's be honest, Samsung is the big guys right now. Whatever they do is, it's in the public eye. It, it's going to get scrutinized. Companies like HTC, they're a little bit smaller. Now, of course, they're they're quite popular. They're, they're doing well for themselves, but they're still quite small. They're, so to speak, the underdog. That There's more loyal fans. There's there's fans that want to push and help grow the, the ecosystem, get more devices. And I think that's a major part of it, where... It doesn't much matter what Samsung, HTC do. They're going to be either praised or scrutinized by a large portion of of the users. All right. How about you, Grush? So, I mean, a lot of it has to do with... I agree. Uh, I'm not... A, well, I've mentioned it already. I'm not... I don't own Samsung devices. Uh, not a massive fan of TouchWiz. But I do think they try <laughs> really hard. You know, I... And I have to defend them. I mean... That you know, we ask for a change, they give us a change, and we're not, it's not good enough. But uh, part of it's that Samsung is one of those companies that seems like they do a great job of listening, but not listening. Like, uh, it'd be like if uh, my wife told me I drink too much beer, so I say, okay, I'll 
get a bunch of whiskey instead. You know, I listened, <laughs> but I didn't do what she was asking. She was telling me I drink too much. By the way, I don't drink too much, but as an example, uh, you know, and so a lot of our listeners listened. just made a face like, huh? sure, <laughs> sure, you don't drink too much. I don't, I swear. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's, it's, they listen, but then they go and they deliver something that wasn't what we asked. You know, we want something different, Samsung. Okay, well, we'll give you a dimpled back. Um, we were asking for metal, um, maybe some change up to your, you know, keys, which have, you know, been the exact same for forever. You know, we didn't ask for a heart rate monitor. We didn't necessarily ask for a fingerprint scanner, even though some people like that. You know, we just wanted you to make a big change. And so they do a good job of listening, but then not listening. They don't really follow through, I guess. Well, they follow through, but they don't deliver what we asked for. You know, it's like, okay, we we think you have a great point, but we're not going to change it the right way. And that was kind of my example there was, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do it, but I'm not doing what you asked. I'm just doing something (laughs) different. You know, okay, let me let me put this out there then. Um, we're talking about the S6 this whole time, but what about, say, the Note series, where at least this is what I said when I when I reviewed the Note 4 was the Note the Note line has completely completely established itself as the real flagship for Samsung. The S line is now the experimental line. It's where they put some of the weird crap, <laughs> and but the Note is the <laughs> the Note is the polished more like refined design phone. So I guess that's the reason why I'm kind of asking, like, you know, maybe give Samsung the benefit of the doubt because they're capable of creating a phone that just blows away design. The Note 4 to me is still one of the best feeling phablets out there. And I hate saying the word phablet, but it's, um, to me, that was one of the most uh, beautifully designed phones of 2014, at least. I agree with you. I actually think that uh, even though Samsung still gets negative flack there for the Note series, I actually think the Note series is fine looking. I, you know, yeah, you know, metal, you know, which they already technically did, but you know, going more metal, full unibody, whatever. But I think that the Note series is great. It's just the S series, but um, people, I do agree that uh, because they're the big guy, people are going to complain. They're just going to complain. You know, that's how it always is. Yeah, you put it. And so okay. I don't think Samsung can do anything that, you know, if they give us, if the, the Galaxy S6, for example, is rumored to have a unibody design, supposedly maybe a slightly less aggressive touch whiz, which we've kind of seen with the A series now, so it's possible. Um, but I, don't, I com- really don't think that's going to happen, honestly. <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, slightly is the yeah. keyword there, slightly toned down. Um, but even if they did that, people are still going to complain. Why is the why is your front keys still here? Why haven't you changed the front of the phone? You know, people are going to find something to complain about. Yeah, it sounded like Joe. Did you want to chime in? Oh, there? Uh, I was just going to agree with everything that Rushy just said. You put enough people in, you know, one space, and someone's going to find something wrong with something and start complaining about it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we are nearing the last, let's say, five ten minutes of our podcast here, which is a perfect time for me. Now that we've pretty much talked about the three different companies and their different ways of design and what they do every single year or half year in the case of Sony. So, if people, if they're reusing design, let's put it this way. Let's let, let's go for that brass ring again. I'm going to try to do this every episode. What is a what 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 design do you want to see? in a phone it doesn't have to be from one of the current manufacturers because like joe said it's probably because they're trying to create this identity that is so recognizable that they're never going to sway from it because it makes people know who they are so what is a phone that what's this what's a design aspect that you want out of a phone what what would be the next 
the next great thing i almost said big thing i don't want to use a samsung line <laughs> what's the what's the next innovation in design that you're looking for if these companies seem to have found what works for them um okay i'll go first <laughs> um <laughs> i'm i don't know i don't know the answer to this question i am a stupid consumer i don't know what i want i just know that i want something um you know, I've always liked HTC's design, but I like, you know, the Galaxy Note design. I like Sony's design. Like, I like all of these designs. There just always seems to be, like, that one thing that's missing from these phones. Like, um, you know, HTC. I really want a 5.5-inch HTC One phone that doesn't suck. <laughs> HTC One Max. <clears throat> but, you know, and then, like, you know, with the Galaxy Note series, like, you know, I would really love a Galaxy Note without the front buttons. Or, you know, something like... So, it's... it's all the, and actually, I love Sony pretty much the way that they are, but I can't ever get them because they're never available to me. But, uh, you know, it's just like it seems like all of these OEMs are missing just a little something to make it, at least for me, absolutely perfect. And uh, I guess, you know, for me, it'd be, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, what I do know, though, is that I do I would love to see people doing more crazy things because, um, you know, the the Note Edge, the um the uh, LG one that bends with the self-healing back, that thing. Yeah, the flex. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, which, which, bring, which, I, I, you're going in the direction that I was expecting was, um, is there like a material choice that you prefer and you want to see? You know, I know we've seen aluminum, the Kevlar backing, and all that. You know, personally, I'm, I would love to see some sort of like a carbon fiber phone. I think that'd be yeah, pretty definitely. cool. Yeah, definitely. But. Yeah. Um, how about form factors, though? Because you were you were mentioning earlier that you know these are all candy bar phones. Is there is there a form factor that you think we could go to? Because as far as I feel like we've plateaued in terms of these black slate designs that are just like flat panels and stuff like that. Like, is there anything that maybe you want to bring back or a new form factor? Like, let's put this, let's put this example out there. In this in this world of phones that all seem to have the same type of aesthetic, we have something like you said the the edge, the flex. But then I kept thinking about the Yoda phone. Where you know it, it, it made the back useful, <laughs> so that way, and um, you know what what's this uh, what's this dream phone that we might think about in terms of design? Um, I, I again I don't know I, I just, like I said I'm a stupid consumer I know I want something but I don't know what it is so uh, okay I, ultimately I'm gonna have to pass on the question I just know that you know most places are like so close to having like the perfect candy bar for me and then they don't get there. And I just I hope that they keep experimenting to find new stuff because I mean, you know, the candy bar is starting to get old. Ah, uh, okay. How about uh, Grushy? For me, I just want more options. Uh, you know, I like uh, the uh, OEMs to think outside the box a little bit. You know, for example, uh, BlackBerry. Yes, it is a ridiculous design, but the Passport at least was different. Um, Yoda Phone. You know, it has the ink. You know, different G Flex Note Edge. I just want them to think outside the box. Um, and not uh, push the same design year after year. I guess to me, even though I said it was okay to an extent, it's boring. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. Like, you know, if my phone ends up looking, if my next phone ends up looking similar to my last phone, I'm not going to complain about it. But I do think that the perfect phone is just simply something that is willing to risk a little bit and try something different. You know, what, what that is, I have no clue like Joe, you know. But uh, I do look forward to flexible phones to, you know, beyond what we have now to truly flexible phones. I do look forward to that and I think we will get there. Um, so yeah, basically I just want more experiment, you know, more experimentation from the OEMs. Okay. So it sounds and, like, uh, I oh, do want to say that, uh, 
as far as realistic obtainable things, I want every single OEM to just simply put front-facing speakers on all their phones, and that would probably be enough to make. Preach it, sister! That is awesome. Yeah, that is that is a great uh, a great addition for all the phones, especially the ones that we have designed right now. Um, I have because I because I, I, I had this like idea in mind, and I'll, I'll put it out there after we hear from Feisty. But I, I just like okay, yeah, let's let's hear from Feisty first. Like what uh what, what what's uh what's a phone look like to you that design wise would would I guess change the game or what what would really appeal to you in terms of design? What's one what's what 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 do you want out of your phone? I have to agree with the other guys so far. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff out there, but it's all limited. Uh, you know, get the front-facing speakers. That would be awesome. And uh, Joe, I, I could see him running into a store. He finds exactly the phone he wants, but it's running a Snapdragon 200 processor. Sorry, <laughs> dude, that's happened before. It's totally happened before. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so for me, uh, I believe the display is uh, b- the limiter right now for our technology. I cannot help but think of the Moto 360, the round face smartwatch. That, you know, now that we're, you know, it's been out for several months, it, it hasn't per se changed the industry, but the hype around that device, nobody cared what the internals were going to be when, when it was first announced. Just look at that thing. It's got a round display. It, it, you know, it breaks the mold. All of the phones out right now have square displays. I know that's true. All of our laptops, all of our tablets, everything, they all have square display. That's a, But that's my point is, is I think the next big thing, sorry, is um, <laughs> it is dependent on different types of displays. Now, bent, bent displays, flexible displays, that's great. What about stretchable displays and round displays? Whoa, stretchable. Dude, that would be that, awesome. that, that Dude, could you guys that. imagine the return of Stretch Armstrong, the smartphone? that's that's interesting i read several years back about uh you know there's some researchers in japan they had some you know the quality was very poor but they were working on it stretchable electronics stretchable displays Uh, it's more like an e-ink type display but you know you pull a a four-inch phone out of your pocket and you stretch it out to a 10-inch tablet and and that concept is that's 10 years down the road don't get me wrong maybe even further but that's the next big thing. Next big thing. <laughs> you had to say it twice there. Yeah, you, had to <laughs> you, had to, you have to make sure Samsung sues us. Thanks a bunch, Feisty. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the contrary, Samsung's like, let's send Feisty a review unit. <laughs> um, One with a round display, please. <laughs> I hey, think they me, are supposedly working on a round watch, so. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, I think for me, uh, we we are seeing some some thinking outside the box, but I want to see some retro designs. I want to see. Uh, I, I talked about carbon fiber before, and I think that you know moving forward, that could be a a, a type of material that we use for our phones. But I want you're leading I, up I, to keyboard, aren't you? Well, okay, that's one area <laughs> that keyboard is. Like I, I knew it's coming. <laughs> I miss keyboards, man. Like, <laughs> Um, I, I do miss keyboards and, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited to do my flashback series with the, the HTC G1 coming up, which is coming very, very soon. And I'm, I'm going to use it, but it's, that's a small freaking phone, but it's fine. But, um, yeah, uh, just feisty was talking about displays and I agree it's a hindrance. The reason why I think it's a hindrance is because it became the hallmark of a smartphone. Um, and we totally forgot that, you know, not, we could, we could have a great experience on a phone without needing the entire thing to look like a screen or look like the remote control of the future. And, um, 
But this is what I was going to put out there, and I'm not even going to get into it because just just let 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 sit in your head for a little bit. The the OEM, the company that is able to create the next um, flip phone smartphone, is the one that I'll I'll be an early adopter of that. I will buy that first day. I'll stand in line for that. Um, buy yourself? Well, there are. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I also miss flip phones. I mean, there's there are some of them, yeah. And the last one that I remember was Samsung made it, and it was so expensive that they that only one person could buy it, and it was Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I believe LG just released. Well, I think it was LG just released a new one. Well, it's got to be more. But it's like available. a Snapdragon, like two hundred or something. You know? Exactly. Like I'm looking for you know flip phones used to be. I mean, looking back to like the old days of like the Motorola Razor, everyone had that. You know, um, I would love for flip phones to to come back from with like a heyday. You know, if we have flexible displays, that display could bend in half, and then you can open it up, and there you have your full four four five inch display. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. But you know, if something that's attainable, maybe a carbon fiber phone. I'm kind of cool with that. Um, but yeah, all right, great. Well, I did realize that we didn't necessarily talk about LG in that big stint earlier. Um, but I think um, real quick, I think we all kind of give LG the benefit of the doubt because they went different. They have the rear-facing uh, button layout and also the curved display on the G Flex. So I feel like you know that's where we give them the benefit of the doubt because they have actually did some some changes in their design and it's not necessarily recycled every single time. Um, and even if it is, it's it's different from the other phones. Um, I don't know if you guys. No, agree. no, definitely. Yep, absolutely. I, I, LG in terms of their flagships, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's why I because I, I realized you guys mentioned the G Flex, and I was like, oh, we didn't talk about LG, and then I thought about it for a little bit more. Oh, okay, yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> Um, but in any case, I think that should do it for this week's topic for the Friday debate. Once again, we talked about the HTC One M9 and the fact that it might look a little bit like the M8. And then we started exploring a couple other OEMs to see why they are able to do what they do. And we may or may not love or hate them. <laughs> uh, as always, you can find Android Authority on AndroidAuthority.com and also our YouTube page. Don't forget to follow Android Authority on social media. We have our Twitter at AndroidAuth, but we also have our Instagram at Android Authority. You can follow us there and you can follow all four of us here. Of course, me, Joshua Vergara, Andrew Grutch, Jonathan Feist, and Joseph Hindi on Google Plus using the plus and our name. Uh, Andrew is going to be working on getting his vanity name because all this whole time he hadn't had one yet. <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> oh, yes. So if you want to find those links, however, to make life a little bit easier on yourselves, for those of you watching the YouTube channel, uh, version of this stream you can look in the description below but one of the best places to find all of this information is of course at the actual post that we make every friday for the friday debate podcast at androidauthority.com don't forget to head over to androidauthority.com for all of the best coverage and remember to stay tuned for even more episodes of the friday debate podcast discussing android topics wait discussing topics in android every week i gotta get that down it's only the second episode <laughs> Uh, but uh, as we sign off, I want everyone to join me on this. Don't forget to stay tuned here and our, our YouTube channel and on AndroidAuthority.com because, of course, we are your source for all things Android. 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 <laughs> we'll get... <laughs> That's a little delayed. We'll get that right on the next one. See you guys later. I will say uh, you can find all of us on Google Plus via our respective names, though I will say I think you, Grushy, you don't have a vanity name. 
I don't. I, I could fix that, though. Okay. Hold on. Um, how have you gone this long without a vanity name, dude? Holy know. shit. <laughs> I'm old-fashioned like that. <laughs>